Okay, now, from the beginning. Greetings, hello, and welcome to the Dotcast. This is the podcast for wedding photographers, creatives, and business owners, brought to you by Nine Dots. I'm Andy Gaines, and we are super excited to have you here today. Here at the Dotcast, we dive deep into the world of wedding photography, creativity, and entrepreneurship. So whether you're an experienced photographer or someone just starting out on your journey, Nine Dots is here to help you on the way. From our online community, through our educational videos, awards, and in-person events like the Nine Dots Gathering, for almost 10 years now, Nine Dots has been dedicated to making you the best photographers and business owners you can be. You can find more about Nine Dots, the membership, and all the benefits of that, as well as our community and all our in-person events, down at the links in the description below. The Nine Dots community embraces and values a diverse range of all talents, experiences and stories from the world of wedding photography. So whatever your background, experience level or style, the Nine Dots community is the perfect place to grow and learn together. So check out the links in the description and without further ado, let's get on with our episode. Hey Chelsea, so great to have you here on this Nine Dots podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Just struggling because I think I've got a bit of a cold, but or hay fever or cold. I'm not too sure yet. I won't lie to you. I am struggling a little bit because it's too hot. It's too hot to be ginger. <laughs> yeah. It's just getting to me now, to be honest with you. Oh, man. You need to install like some air conditioning or something. I know. I need like a hat to wear to weddings with like a little fan on the front just to keep me cool. Or a paid second shooter who's just kind of like following me around, wafting. Do you know they can use a reflector for that, yeah? So then you've got a reflector as well. So I'm going to look fantastic and keep cool. Exactly. And then when it comes to portraits, you've got a reflector to just like, you know, reflect onto the couple as well. So, Well, I'm accepting offers for that job in next <laughs> Yeah. All for the two weeks that we have in this country, and then it goes back to cold and grey again. So, Yeah. But no, I'm good, thank you. Oh, wicked. Good to hear, good to hear. So... I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, um, just start from the beginning, but like for people that obviously don't know you and where you come from or your background, but you, you know, like obviously you're a very, very talented photographer, but how did you get into wedding photography and why wedding photography? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like every time I tell this story, it changes men like, and I forget all the facts. Uh, so bear with me while I probably start in the middle and jump all over the place, but um. My journey into wedding photography was kind of like slow and then sudden. I I used to work for a graphic design studio and we had a client who was a wedding photographer and we'd been working on her stuff and she was coming in and we got on really, really well. And then one day she asked if anyone was good with a camera. Um, she was looking for like a second shooter, but she wasn't just wanting someone to come along to one wedding um, and then to go away. She just, she wanted help with like a bunch of weddings for the year. Um, and she had like a spare camera, so you didn't really need anything. Um, so I'd done like photography in the past. I'd done photography at uni. I nearly did the photography degree, but I chose the graphic design one instead. I'd done like nightclub photography um not like the walkabout girl with the keering but like the the grotty indie nightclub um just because I got free booze <laughs> free entry so I was like yeah I can do that job um, and then anyway yeah so she'd asked and everyone in the office was like oh Chelsea's great with a camera 
Um, so I ended up going along to this wedding with Helen and I was kind of like really apprehensive about doing it. In, in my head, I was like, oh, wedding photography, like I'm not going to enjoy that. It's really, I had this this percep- perception, this preconceived like perception of what wedding photography was. Um, I had shot a wedding in the past for a friend um, and I did exactly what I thought you were supposed to do and I really hated it and I was like this is bland and boring and not didn't it just didn't like pique my interest at all um and when I went along to this wedding with with Helen Helen Waker um who was amazing she she kind of showed me what documentary photography was and she really like it was kind of like mentoring like straight off the the straight off the bat and it really piqued my interest she she turned it into like a game for me um where I was kind of like searching for for weird things I don't know how to explain it um but yeah that's my that's kind of like what where it started so instead of being like oh I'll come along to one see how it goes it was like oh I really enjoyed that I'll do more and a few more so I'd started doing second shooting with her um and then the business I was at kind of like one of the company directors left and um I think this is kind of what my talk was all about at nine does for my world imploded and I ended up going down the photography route um because my job was kind of like up in the air and I was freelancing um with design and I, I thought fuck it I'm gonna do more of the more and more of the photography and that just took off as well so I hope that makes sense it's kind of along those lines I can't really remember exactly <laughs> how it happened but it, at first it wasn't intentional and then it was very much like actually I really enjoy this I'm better at it than the design so I'm gonna do this nice so it's funny because actually I came from a graphic design background and transitioned into photography as well so we're quite similar like that um the only difference in the story is is that my friends were getting married and I was just like, oh, yeah, so how much are these wedding photographers? And they were telling me the prices. And back then, actually, they were getting paid more than they are now. I mean, there was less competition, I guess. Um, and I was just like, oh, my God, this much money. I'm like, I think I could do this myself. And then I had this a whole idea and preconceived idea about wedding photography. But I was just like, I'll suck it up if I get paid X amount. And, and I can deal with that. It's not an issue. And then, and then, like, I put it out there to the world that I'm going to start doing weddings. And then one of my friends actually... Um, put me in touch with a DJ who knew a photographer who was looking for a second shooter. His name was Shittle Gohill. He was a, like amazing photographer, still a really good friend. And then I assisted him for like two years, like just shooting weddings and learning like what happens at weddings until yeah. I found my own path. And then it became, it became something like I wanted to do as like, like part-time, but then it became a fact that, oh, actually I'm better at this and I'm designing as well. So let's go this way instead of like designing. And plus like, Designing is cool, but I felt like the technology was just moving way too fast because I used to do like web stuff and like just like first I was doing Java, then next minute you're doing HTML, then CSS, and then it was just getting quicker and quicker. Like the tech, the tech was moving too quick, too quick for me to keep up with as well. And it was just like, 
so it, was, it came in a good time i guess of of um of transitioning but anyway this is not podcast is not about me it's about you so is, no no it's fine I'm, uh, it's interesting like design is hard um yeah someone's doing a rebrand for me at the minute and i just feel like i'm torturing them because it's 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 hard work um kind of coming up with these coming up with the ideas is like the fun bit but then when you're actually like working in an agency it's just everyone else's poor planning is your problem definitely they go back and forth and back and forth and you have to get it's you have to be quite thick-skinned because it is so critical everyone is constantly picking up all of your work all of your ideas and changing things and projects just go on indefinitely and part of the appeal of the wedding photography when I started doing that I was like oh my god you can plan your earnings you can plan your earnings for like in a year a year or two in advance I was like if I take on you know five to ten my my idea was I'll do it part-time alongside the graphic design I was like if I take on five to ten weddings a year you know that's like some nice buffer stuff for my freelance because you don't know when you're getting paid yeah the business model for photography was just so much more appealing as well. Um, but then the idea of like the project being wrapped up, like you go to the wedding, you do all of the fun stuff, all of the creative problem solving. It's like, it's all happening on one day on the spot. Um, and it's all your choice what to do. You just don't have that level of like control in design. I don't think. No, you're yeah. Working with someone. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, with what you're saying because I think I mean like when I was a graphic designer, I worked for myself, so I didn't have too many people like ever like picking at it. But I had my clients picking at, at yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and and you, and it was it's it's more harsher than doing a critique, like someone doing a critique of my photos. I'm like, yeah, that's that's nothing. Like you know, but when the clients are picking at it, I'm like, oh my god, like you know. And then and then and with design, you like. I had to learn to let go. It's just like, look, this is for them. I mean, I do that with photography, but like just way more with uh, design. You just have to learn to let go and be like, so one thing I did that you had in your head and I was just like, oh, it would be so amazing. Turns into like something completely, I'm like, it's a bit boring, but you know, it's the it's the client's choice. So it is what it is. Yeah. Like you said, the, the, the client's being critical, but sometimes it's, the, I don't miss the design by committee stuff, which is when you're working in like bigger companies and it goes into their marketing department or their, their team. And everybody wants to feel like they're an important and needed part of that business so that everybody's like, I think it would be great if we did this or because yeah. they just feel like they're in, involved in the process in some way. Um, so I used to find that quite stressful. Whereas yeah. that's, so much with photography because it's all about how you, your idea it's like how you see the world and that's it it's as simple as that yeah and also then the clients like it or they don't like it so the clients that like it book you and the clients that don't like your vision the way your style is they don't book you whereas like with design it's just like you do it all if that makes sense so it's like I can do this and I can do that. There's obviously some styles that like, like I found like were tricky, but generally you could do everything. So then your clients could pick it apart and turn something into like one thing into something like, like I said before, just completely something else, you know? There's a frustration from um, people with design because they, essentially they want to do it themselves, but they can't. So they're yeah. kind of almost begrudge having you do it, but they need you. 
Whereas at like background photography, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do that at all. Like, I want to be surprised by whatever you give me rather than have it like formulaic and safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes total sense. I, I also like wedding photography because like it's gone from, I was struggling like 40, 50 clients a year to like just 20 a year, which is like in a nice little small Google sheet. <laughs> it's so like easy to like deal with and manage and, you know, just like accounting wise was just, it's just so much easier than like when I was designing as well. So, and then like, and I'm, I'm a rubbish salesperson. I'm, I'm rubbish in like weddings and I've been rubbish at design, but you know, with design, a project was supposed to take, I don't know, five hours but then they make so many little, little changes, but they're done in like batches of like 10, 15 minutes that you don't really build them. So I've maybe done three more hours work and I never build them. I'm just like, I've just left money on the table. I know like other business people would like probably listen to this, be like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I do the same thing, like with weddings as well. You know, I, I let a lot of things go, but it just seems in my head, it's a lot more quantifiable rather than like having 50 people take three hours each time. I mean, that's a lot of hours, you know, 150 hours of like free labor, basically. So, yeah. I just think the yeah, the wedding photography seems to make sense for me. Maybe I just wasn't as good as good at design, but oh, it's just the way, it's just the process, like the way I had to go to circle back to the photography. And then you learn all the skills, you learn like composition and um layouts and design and how like elements interact with each other on a page and all of those things are useful for wedding photography yeah. anyway so I probably got more out of doing that than I would have got out of the photography degree yeah no for sure I, I was going to say so like obviously when you're transitioning and stuff so how did you start marketing yourself to get new clients like how, how did you how did you grow your business to to what it is today so what did I do um so Helen, who had taught me this stuff and was sort of like mentoring me, she was passing me on kind of like the piddly, the piddly little jobs. I don't know how else to describe that. Kind of like I was able to use the stuff that I second shot with her um, and I was putting stuff on Facebook um, and I don't think I had an Instagram straight away. But Helen was like, we can't, we can't, I can't send you like referrals until you've got a website. Um, and my friend Gavin, he was like, I can't send you referrals until you've got like a website. So I made my website a little bit kind of like begrud begrudgingly at first and just sort of like threw it together. But obviously once I did have that, they could refer me on even for these people who were like, we're looking for a photographer for like, you know, all day for 50 pounds, not, not literally yeah. that, as an exaggeration, but like people who were um, just happy with anything. And then I ran a few Facebook ads and I got some bookings. Um, and then I started, I started showing the, the stuff that wasn't just the couples. I started posting on my Instagram, like every other day or like every day and it was not just the couple shots it was all the stuff in between so it looked like I had more weddings than I had yeah um and everyone was suddenly like oh you're really busy with the wedding work like just people I knew and I was like yeah I didn't <laughs> have that many weddings but then um so I started running like Instagram ads and some people 
some people found me on that um and I started getting all these bookings in for yeah I think I did like a year with with like 10 and I had like more booked in for the next year this timeline is so muddy but then I remember it really took off when COVID hit to be honest with you that's when I it, it kind of like had I just had like a year of like semi semi good stuff like like enough to enter in some stuff to awards um and then I had like a fullish year of weddings but half of them or like a or like two thirds of them postponed to the next year yeah and I did I still did about 10 weddings um and I was back at home with my parents because I'd like the breakup with my other half and I'd gone fully self-employed lost lost the house and stuff so I was like I've got absolutely from my from my dad and then went to lockdown um and I really I guess that kind of like took a lot of the um pressure off as well and I was like I'm just gonna play risky games with like my pricing and my quotes and because everyone was moving and it was really busy I think it just had like this compounded effect and I don't like to say it because everyone I know like everyone struggled through lockdown it was really like um like really difficult for some people but I do think it ended up being like a bit of a springboard for, for me yeah in some it just feels a key to say it I don't, no. not really I mean no I shouldn't apologize for it because you know what like uh like for me personally I enjoyed lockdown because I got to like the summer was amazing and I just had a wicked time with the kids. I mean, it was, it's hard when you've got children at home and you're trying to educate one of them as well, because I'm no teacher, believe me, like, you know, um, I've got no patience. Um, but at the same time, and then like, and actually afterwards when the world opened back up, that's when it really affected me. Um, but at the same time, I look at some of my friends, like there's particularly three of them who have just done incredible stuff over lockdown they just absolutely smashed it out of the park one of them was actually a really high-end videographer um like and he just came out of lockdown he's just like I'm done with weddings he goes this is my new path now doing what he's doing and I was just like wow this is so good like you know yeah 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 so there was a lot of people obviously and affected many many people but at the same token there were some people that actually you know really really did well and like it is what it is like it's how you handle that situation like I've I feel, I feel bad for like myself. No, I feel I feel my bad. That, that's the wrong thing. But I feel like I wasted time. I mean, I learned to make music and stuff like that, which I love now, and I'm like really doing like every week and stuff. So, which is wicked because that's always been like a dream of mine to try and like do something like that. But um, I I could have utilized that year way better than what I did. I I I, I didn't, and that's I guess yeah, it's a regret. That's my regret. I didn't utilize that year that was gifted to us, you know. But yeah, I really yeah. in that year, in that time, the weddings that I did shot, I just shot the I just shot the shit out of them. I was like, right, we're, we're doing this. Like, this is the this is the full time. This is this is the route, um, and I used stuff from that. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win a these awards I'm gonna like go for it with that I think I spoke to Simon I can never say Simon's second name Leclerc Leclerc in lockdown and he went through my portfolio and gave me some tips and I was like right I'm gonna utilize these tips in my next weddings and then 
all the weddings that I, I did, any images, they were straight on my website. I was like updating my website. I did David's SEO course. I was like, this is, I'm going to make this like really good so that when we get out and people start booking again, they're like, this person's yeah. got their shit together. And it did. It yeah, that's, that's so good. That's like, that's, it's, uh, like, I love hearing stuff like this, that, that you did that. Yeah, carry on anyway, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I, um, yeah so I really focused on that and I was just like tweaking it all the time and then that's just been my practice I let it slip this year but generally whenever I've got like a picture that I love from a wedding like a recent wedding I'll put it in my portfolio and swap it out for one that feels like it's starting to get old so that portfolio is always changing like it's always interesting and it's always keeping up with like where I'm at now no man you know you're just going through my head right now it's just like When's the last time I updated my portfolio page? <laughs> like for myself, I don't think I've touched it in such a long time. It looks probably dated now as well. It's on my new to-do list to put it on there. So it's hard to do it all in one go, but if you're just doing it like a little bit, if you've got like previews my wedding and you're thinking, oh, that's that's really good. Like I love that one. Just put it on the website and swap it out for something. Yeah. One for one. Like yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know why. I just and my portfolio page, actually, using Google Analytics, is actually, like, one of my top most visited pages. And yet, I don't pay any attention to it, but yet I'm on top of my blogging and stuff like that instead. I, I don't know. I'm strange in that way, I guess. So, like, I, I should really update uh, my portfolio page. So, anyway, uh, you were talking about awards and stuff. So, you actually went out there to, like, try and win awards. Like, why, why did you want to win, win awards? Like, do you think that's going to help you for, like, bookings and stuff or just, like, some extra marketing material and and which awards did you I mean I know the ones that you went for but for people that don't know like what awards did you go for and so, try and win and stuff I really wanted the I really wanted the TIR awards this is reportage um because it's the document the documentary stuff that I wanted to focus on and I mentally I wanted the award so it, it's it's like social proof the couples they don't really know they don't really know what it is they don't yeah. they don't they, but they know it's good um and it's another way you know when you don't have years of experience because I, I didn't I didn't have loads of experience it's just another signal to people like reviews that say hey I'm not a white van man um I I'm not just gonna you know I'm I'm like a professional I'm serious and this is this is something that says it that's not just me and it's not just me saying that I'm good like something else is saying that I'm I'm good and I just wanted to kind of like build up trust but I saw it as like I guess like the fast the fast track to doing that um in order to sort of like keep raising my prices and um winning those kind of like encouraged me I was like right okay I can you know, I can do it and I'm going to now put my prices up or I'm going to um, try to do this or try to do that. So there were just constant little like confident boosts as well. And I don't think just for me, I, I do think like it shows couples that there's like, they think there's some level of like authority to you and then yeah. that kind of like backs up. It just backs you up. Um. I hope all of that made sense as well. I mean, yeah, it does. It does. But do, do you not think like, I mean, obviously, but the way it is right now, 
it's funny because I, I was talking to um Alex, the guy that does our nine dots website, and um yesterday, and he was just like every single website he designs for every single photographer all have like award-winning photographer on there. So do you not think it's a bit like not like diluted, you know, like when you say it, I mean, I, I totally understand everything you're coming from, but you know, but I guess like when couples, I think in my head, I'm just thinking when couples see like five different websites and they all say award-winning, like, can they differentiate? Do you know what I mean? Do, I do guess, you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Now, but definitely at the point I was when I, when I wanted to start winning them, I was thinking in just a local market. Yeah. Okay. Fair. It's like, I want to do that like here I don't know how to I just thought if I'm winning these like awards that are worldwide and I'm just sort of like booking for the for the lakes and stuff then I look better than some of the people who are here whereas now obviously I know photographers from everywhere and I'm doing the weddings everywhere then yeah you definitely sort of it's like oversaturated but surely if you're a couple and you're going onto a website and they haven't got the awards on you're thinking like well why yeah like subconsciously they must be noticing it even if they're not really caring Uh, to be fair the way I see it personally and the way I use awards like I have an awards page of and like and it hasn't been updated for again for a long time but I think like what I see the couples now. I haven't entered awards for a long time either, to be fair. But when I was entering them like last year, or no, I stopped entering them a while ago. But whenever I entered them last, I like I like to tag them in on like Instagram on my on my stories and stuff. And then they always share it. They're like, oh, I can't believe I'm part of a like an award-winning image. And like, you know, definitely book Rahul, like he's so good, and blah, blah, blah. So they'd put that. So that was my like, I used it that way. And then their friends would see it, you know, in their in their circles. That's the way I used it as a marketing thing. So interesting. I used to think people didn't really care that much, but I've overheard at several different weddings, people's like kind of almost not not like bragging about you, but they're obviously really excited that you're there. And I think I overheard someone being like, oh yeah, she's won loads of awards. She's really good. Like someone must've been complimenting them. Like, oh, your photographer's really nice. Um, And then they've obviously like replied back to be like, yeah, this, that and that. So I think that's happened like a few times now. And I did really think it was like mostly for me, a little bit for kind of like the confidence thing. But I think some couples, sorry, I thought we did turn all them off. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so good, don't worry. Well, um, yeah, I think some couples care more than you realise about yeah. your achievements, whatever they are, whether they're like awards or whether they're whatever else just because the awards are what I use they're they're probably like really proud of you and they want to like your good things that happen they're like they want to be included in that yeah yeah I hear I hear I I totally get what you're saying it's hard isn't it because you're talking about yourself saying like do you know what I mean like as in for me like I get shy or embarrassed if I hear a couple say oh you know he's won awards or or something like that like oh no no, don't, you don't need no. But I like in the same vein, like I've had on a pre-shoot a couple of times where they're like, "Oh, you've won so many awards, Rahul. You're so good. I'm so happy to have you on your wedding." I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be an amazing wedding. And then they, then they, the last bit will be like, "I hope you win an award for my wedding." And I'm like, "Ah, don't say that because <laughs> like, I've stopped entering awards right now." <laughs> or like, 
And then I and then I have to like just dumb down awards. I, I just have to be like flip it on them and say like, you know, you know, they don't actually mean that much. <laughs> like they're they're all right, but you know, I did it, in, and I just say I used it in the beginning for marketing, and I don't really do it now because you know it's too oversaturated. But like you know, and I just flip it and be like, look, it's clients what I love and stuff like that because I'm like you're putting pressure on because I, I like. And this was like, even if I was entering awards, I'll just tell them I wasn't entering awards because it's just like, it's too, I don't want any pressure. Like I'm not out there to try and make like images that, you know, are award winning or whatever. They're just images that I make that happen to win awards, if that makes sense. Like just, yeah. So it, 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 they flipped it on me. I, I, I remember the two couples as well that said that to me. They're like, oh, I really hope you win an award from my wedding. It's just yeah. like that would stress me out it stressed me out it stressed me out believe me well I wouldn't want it's not that you just wouldn't want them to think that their wedding wasn't worthy of an award because sometimes it's not the wedding it's just the way you've shot it and the way the things have like landed on that day so you would hate for them to go away and think was my wedding not good enough I've never I've never thought about it like that it's food for thought yeah exactly exactly it's the same like I don't want them to think oh you know was our wedding not good enough to win an award? Like, could you not make something that was like, you know, and I was just like, it's too much pressure. So then I'd, yeah, I'd had to just downplay the whole awards thing. I felt bad as well because it's just like, I'd love to try and win an award at every wedding, but it just doesn't happen. And there's so many freaking like talented photographers out there now. I'm kind of glad that I was like, sort of stopped entering them. <laughs> like, because otherwise I used to like be like, why didn't I win? I don't understand. Like, these are such good images or whatever. And like, but yeah. Uh, I feel happy not entering them now. Like, yeah. just I like, I like, I love, I still love viewing the uh, galleries. Like when people win awards and stuff like that. I think the what the award that I, I, I really like, I'm like, uh, really have respect for is when, um, and and I know you just won a couple, but it's like the Story Awards because yeah. when Alan first launched them, I did try to enter, but I was just not winning them, and I was just like, I don't understand why. And it's only until like Dave Scholes spoke at like our last event and he spoke about like transitional images and stuff like that and which is something that you do as well and like you know he was uh, like sh- telling us how he curates for the story awards in my head the first thing was just like i'm not doing that i don't have the time <laughs> like to go through my wedding and like curate it to to create the story like for what would win but i love seeing those uh like awards i'm like man it's so there's so many good ones i'm just like so good i mean the one that stands out which I think that everyone remembers is that one with the there was I don't know I can't remember the photographer I'll try and find it and I'll link it in the comments later but it's the one with the old lady that has her camera and he's just like yeah yeah like you remember that one right yeah yeah it's not what you're expecting it's like the surprise hero of the story you're like oh like just not how I I was expecting it to go yeah the order of the day I love it when there's someone who like I've tried to do a few, but they've, they've they've never quite come together. Or I come up with an idea in my head and I'm like, I'm going to do this for this wedding. And then it just doesn't quite happen all the way through the day or something. But yeah, I love ones that are like the story of the kids or the story of the nan with a camera or like someone was mentioning about like the veil fluffing in the group the other day. And I was like, oh, it would be so interesting to do like the story of the veil like is an idea for someone yeah. if everyone can make it work but yeah it's like the veil going on and then fluffing outside the church and then like if it gets caught in the wind for confetti and you would end up like the last picture would probably be it's strewn over a chair and yeah. 
party in the background but I just think that would be really interesting because it's it's about the wedding but it's not about the wedding at the same time yeah those stories the stories are so good to put together they're like really good practice for just improving your like photography overall I think because they force you to think about the day as a whole instead of like individual moments they like ask you to connect the dots and yeah. I think that's, that's really important to do. so, so w- with that like so when you when you're shooting weddings are you actually thinking about like how to connect the dots like for an award or or just now are you just thinking how to just just generally connect the dots because yeah I mean that's something I see in your work and I'm like I wish like in my work I, I would do that like I just uh, like transitional moments is definitely not something I do very well if that makes sense like transitioning from one I, in fact I don't even think I do it because I probably just walk past it and my cameras are like to my side in my spider holsters and I'm just like whatever this isn't like why would they care about this image you know maybe for the story would they care but like I just think in my head I'm like why would that client care about this? But storytelling wise, I guess, um, like so I, guess. I definitely see it, but like, so yeah, how, how, tell me your thought process on like how you find transitional moments or, or. So the transition stuff is just like free reign. You're like, you say they're not, they're not expecting that. They don't need that. So you can get creative in those moments. And if it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. They, are like the little I don't know like if you were if you were sort of like went to do like a little photo essay on like a like a like a cafe we'll just use that as an example for some reason yeah you want to sit in it and you want to you want to have all the elements come together like all the 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 clinking of like teaspoons on glasses and stuff and um sound of the coffee machine going and all these little things that on their own are just individual parts of it. But when they all come together, you get this overall picture of that space. And it's like the same for the wedding. You don't just want all the really loud moments. You need like the little quiet moments in between that let the loud, louder moments shine. Um, and they provide like these ebbs and flows when when you're looking through like the overall picture of the day as well. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm just drawing anything that catches my eye. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be photographing. And sometimes I have like this idea of what I'm going to get. Um, like I did one at a wedding recently where um, they had like a balcony overlooking the the dinner bit so I always love getting these like top-down views but they had a they had family style sharing food and that was like a big thing for them and I was like right well how do I show that how do I like all these plates being passed around that's like nice and I was like right I'm gonna sit here and play with my slow shutter stuff again which I know some people love and some people hate but I for ages was trying to get this composition where it was top down, slow shutter, and you have all these hands like passing plates around because it shows the movement of like yeah, the plates. Yeah. That sounds like a sick shot. It, it was really good. And I was so satisfied okay. when I got it. Um, 
But if they didn't get that picture, they wouldn't care. No. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of like a picture for, for me as well. But in the, I know in the gallery and the story of the day, that will make sense. And it'll be like, right, well, speeches sat down. And when you're looking through on like a blog as well, that that picture would be like, oh, they were having their dinner. It's like breathing, it's like a breathing space picture that fills in the fills in the blank as well between just like end of speeches and then mulling around do you see do you see what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah totally totally sometimes with like waiters coming out with plates or if you're traveling from like one area to another um it just means there's not like like there's there's like if you were watching a film and you suddenly just jumped from one bit to another like sometimes you can fill in the gaps yourself but sometimes you're like wait did I miss something and I feel like those are the transition shots stop that thought process from happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that generally uh, you know is uh, uh, it makes total sense in my head I'm, I'm thinking like about my weddings like I know I really want to like try them but I, maybe it's like the type of weddings I shoot which are like mainly Indian like it's sometimes the the transitional moments are still big moments <laughs> like, if that makes sense there's no there's no actual quiet moment like i'll just for give you an example for example uh look, give you an example for example um you know like the groom he makes an entrance right so he comes in with his car and his entourage and he has like the flares and everything and dancing so then and then he walks through and then he gets greeted by the sister of the bride or cousin whoever then the transition is like him walking through to like where the the wedding ceremony is taking place which i take photos of all of that as well you know and then and then another ceremony happens and then he sits down in the in the mandap or the canopy whatever and for the ceremony so like there's no like that whole thing is like one big moment like there's no quiet moment because then after that the bride comes in so there's no way to like i, I was thinking when you were saying all of that where are the quiet moments uh, at indian weddings i don't like, know never done an Indian wedding so I don't really know. you should come with me one day I should I would love I would love to oh I'd love to have you as a second shooter or something so like full of energy and I feel like I would really enjoy that yeah yeah I will we'll, we'll talk about this after this podcast but um like yeah like because it is full of energy and and the only transitional moments that I can think of the true transitional moment that I can think of is between a wedding and reception because there's a hard stop at the wedding at like say three o'clock right is literally it finishes at three all the guests go check into their rooms and then get ready and then come back for a reception so maybe in the hotel or the space i'm thinking in my head i could find some of the guests milling around going to the spa but then but at the same time i'm like do i want to do that because in my head i'm like i could be sitting down having a nice little decaf coffee and and backing up my images like some interesting photos of guests checking in yeah and sort of like people put filling suitcases upstairs and stuff or like the I don't know this. Yeah, there, there are things, but it would, it, yeah. So this, maybe I'm sounding lazy now on this podcast, but like, it would mean that instead of having my break of like at least two hours and backing up, it would mean like I have to steep, like find those moments, you know? And I was also thinking when you, when you were talking about these photos just come to me, it's, it's a bit like, you know, like how you put stuff out into the world or whatever, like you, you're obviously looking for those transitional moments. So for you, those moments, like they appear. It, do you know what I mean? Like the world is giving you those transitional moments. Whereas, because I, I don't, I totally don't look for them. They just never appear. 
like to me. Yeah, definitely. Does that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're looking for something, you'll often find it like if I'm if I've got like humor on the mind and I'm like searching for it, then I'll find something funny happening. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, there are some photographers I see their work, especially when we do the Nine Lots Awards. I see that when we, like, I see what was entered and stuff like that. Like, I see some people that have got a sense of humor and you can see it in their photos. And that's something, like, I think I'm quite funny. I'm a dry, sarcastic, funny, but, and quite dark. But, yeah, I'm, did that sound arrogant? I think I find myself funny. I don't know. Anyway, it, regardless, like, I've got that sort of sense of humor, is what I was trying to say. But I can never find humor at a wedding. Like, I literally, Unless it was an obvious moment happening, like the bride's mum pinching the groom's nose and it's like, and he's got a really funny expression. Like, but that's like a, a moment that any photographer should be getting because that is a big moment as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't ever find like, I don't know. I, I've tried to look for funny stuff, something that can inject some humor into like, or or some sarcasm. Like, I'd love to in, interject like some sort of sarcasm into my photos. And I tried, but I, I, they just don't appear to me. They just don't come because I think like, once I'm at a wedding, I just go straight into like, like my head is just straight into like tunnel into like, I need to get what I need to get for the clients. And I don't think about what I need to get. I, this is why I like doing these podcasts. Cause now I'm going to, my next wedding, I'm going to like, I'm going to search for stuff that's like either sarcastic or like some, and at least set myself a challenge to find like three transitional moments, which will mean nothing to the client, but something to me and try that's and find it. They're like the U shots. I think. Yeah. Like everyone's like, I shoot for my couples. I shoot for my couples. I do shoot for my couples, but I probably sound so selfish because I really think I shoot for for me. To be honest with you, like I I shoot things that I enjoy shooting, that I enjoy seeing, that I enjoy looking for and making. And then, as a result of that, I get couples that come to me because they like the things that I am seeing. They like the way that I am. Shooting and what I'm looking for, so I try really hard not to just shoot for the couples. And I have to remind myself sometimes at some weddings where I've like slipped into that mode that I'm like, "What do you? What would you like? <laughs> what images would you like for your portfolio? And like, what do you want to try?" I used to track. Like, I don't know if this is like a good or a bad thing, but at every wedding I would try to do something or take an image that I'd like didn't know whether it was going to come out well or not. And lo- loads of those turned out to be like my favorite images. Like the, um, like I've got this big reflection shot in like a car window where they're all coming out of the church and, I, and it's all like all over the place. And I was like, it's a bit, bit out there, but I'm really into it. Um, but that was just, a, that was an image that might not have worked. It was kind of like an experiment. So I do think there's, there's time to like experiment at weddings as well yeah no i i i, I totally do do that i, I like I, I think like it was like from fair or i'm chatting to him like a few years ago he's just like you know it's like 80 percent of the wedding is for, is for the clients and that's like 20 percent is for me like that's how that's how his mentality is in shooting and so sometimes so for me i think it's like the portraits which i shoot some of them are like in hard light or like you know i'm just trying different stuff where i'm like the clients they might like it, they might not, but I don't care. It's like what I want for me and it's like for my portfolio and it's what I'm going to put on my Instagram and my social media or whatever, rather than like the couple. I mean, they still like reshare it and they're like, wow, it's so amazing. But I know deep down it probably won't make their album and it's not going to be up on their wall. 
like it's it's totally like an image that is for me you know they want them more like they can see their faces and everything and stuff like that whereas yeah so I think that's where I find like m- me experimenting and doing stuff for me and also yeah. like sometimes like I shoot through stuff at the ceremony and whatever and that like and when I do shoot through stuff I'm doing it to be like clever for me and not for the couple because I think the couple again like that part of the ceremony they're they, like in their album they'll just have the, the clean version whereas I have the what well, my Instagram I'll show the you know the dirty version basically <laughs> you know that, that I've shot through something or whatever I'll try to but, so anything that I'm trying to be clever or too clever with is basically really in my heart. I know that's for me. That's not even for them. And if I pull it off, I'll pull it off for me. Like, yeah, they, they get it. And it's like, it's amazing, but it's it's for me. It's, it's on your site and it's going on your like Instagram and stuff. Then obviously people are attracted to it. I guess they want a yeah. bit of both. Like when I, I've been doing um, like the, oh, I told you about this. I think I put it in the nine dots group that I've been doing like a brand rebranding and the, a brand strategy thing. And the woman who did it, she like interviewed some of my old couples and interviewed some people who've like not, I've not shot their wedding yet, but they've booked me and kind of like asking them why, like why, why me, what they like. It's very, very self-indulgent process. Yeah. But useful. And essentially they, a lot of them said that what they wanted was to be su- surprised in their gallery they loved the idea of like not knowing what I was going to have seen feeling like safe that they would have some of those shots that you know the uh, and the story of the day but they were really excited about some of the shots that were a little bit more artistic and creative and and, yeah risky (laughs) I guess yeah that's really cool that because you're like doing that brand process because then you're understanding what your clients like I think if I'd ask my clients I mean I'd love to ask them actually one day maybe I should get someone ask your brand person to help me and like get them to like sort the stuff out for me because yeah I, I don't know what they would want like I don't think surprise would be a word they'd use though and be like surprise me with my gallery because like you know I think now if anything, it'd be like the same, like, we know we're going to get consistent good work. <laughs> like, so boring. What a boring answer, right? From Rahul. We're good. Well, the safety. That's why yeah. the safety of them will know you'll do that. Yeah. Like, essentially, everybody, it's, they're not really buying photos. They're, they're buying, like, they want yeah. a problem to be solved as yeah. well. It's you to an extent, but they, it's like, what, what is my problem and how do I, fix it and for some people that's like right my problem is that I don't want to be stood around posing all day for pictures and for other people it's like my problem is that I don't want my wedding gallery to make me appear like stuffy and pretentious I want it to feel like loose and whatever I hope I know all of that makes sense but it's it's not just about the pictures it's about like how those what those pictures say about them as well um so there is there's like a lot to it like a lot of like psychology stuff which I'm explaining terribly but you can go and look at yourself (laughs) yeah no I I get where you're coming from so like when, when you're shooting um weddings and like say you're looking for transitional moments or like I'm going to talk about this image that I just saw like which I really loved on your um Instagram the other day which people can go check out which is the one with the limes the or the these people holding limes with the red uh, never were wearing red or something like are you look, like are you 
like how do you how do, like that's something i would walk by straight up yeah i'll I just be like yeah you know they're about to squeeze lime and had take a shot or whatever they're doing about like how, like what do you notice like what draws you know your eye to to that to that attention like is it the colors is it what? So for that one i was just trying to take a picture of all these girls drinking their shots i was like oh, i need some that'll be an interesting picture that'll be a my originally i was like that'll be a funny picture because and it was i do have a funny picture of uh, emma's face is like when she's drinking the but as I was trying to like compose and take that, I noticed that all the girls had their hand, all they had the hands in the same position with the lime and the tequila. And then I'm like trying to, then I've got gone from, they're all waiting around for one more shot to be poured because someone else has come out of nowhere. So suddenly I've got time on okay. my side and I'm like, right, how can I show that this like waiting with the drinks, the, the dresses, was look the dresses all being the same but I've cropped out the person who's like further on the other side as I've gone back through and I'm like editing them I'm like ah that's when I've noticed that I've been like that's really interesting how do I bring that out in this picture and I've like cropped the other girl out so sometimes it's in the moment and sometimes it's just in the curation of the images sometimes you go back through and you see something that you didn't really see on the day and you're like oh actually that's interesting. So you've spotted it, but sometimes it's yeah. at the time, sometimes it's after. Um, yeah, like when I did, I've got similar images. I've got a similar image with two bridesmaids who are all in purple. I think it won one of the um, the Nine Dots Awards, but then the cake's really purple and they're all like eating the, eating the cake. And that's definitely one of the images where I was like, right, everything here is like really purple. Like how do I maximize like that color? And I'd make that like a part of the moment as well. Um, I did like, I went on one of Kevin Mullen's street photography courses once when I was first starting this. And that was one of the things that he mentioned actually coming back to me was like, what can you look for on the, on the street to make like street photography interesting? And you can, it can be as simple as like matching colors. So yeah. you were taking a picture of three people who come past and one of them was in um red yellow and blue and then if you kind of like try and maximize them you'd be like oh they're primary colors that's really interesting or um a bunch of people in like yellow yellow codes of all this is making sense but you're just looking for things that are like that are cor that are like connected but not you're you're connecting them they're not really they're not interacting with each other, but you're you're making them interact with each other in the picture by highlighting the elements. You get me? Yeah, yeah, you know, I do. Yeah. I do get yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. You're not rambling. Don't worry. I, yeah, I fully understand what you, where you're coming from. Yeah. So it's just cool. Like, it's nice to hear like other people's vision. You know, like when I do these podcasts now, like what people are looking for. Because there's certain things that I just, I just, I just don't notice. You know, they just go by me, which I'm sure is like the flip to other people. They're like, I notice other things that just go by them and stuff like that. It's really you know, interesting, it's like, kind of like thinking. You, you don't verbalize these things sometimes. No, it's like, oh, I just that's what I see and that's what I notice. And then when you're sort of forced to think about it, you're like, oh, actually, it's this, this, and this. And I guess it's kind of like the. I feel like I'm always noticing the things that I'm not supposed to be paying attention to. Like 
everything catches my eye and I'm just like what is the thing that is catching my eye the most and I'm gonna go do that and then sometimes you have something that catches your eye and and then you instead of just moving on and thinking oh I've got that picture now you're like right this is still interesting what else can I put it together with like what else can I throw into the the mix yeah to like really highlight it even more like um at a recent wedding there was like glass glasses on the floor and um shoes and a bunch of girls were playing badminton so I'd got all of the stuff strewn on the floor and I was like yeah but how how do I get the girls in as well like how can I make it so it's not just about that one aspect of it so really seeing elements and then piecing them together um is what I enjoy doing it's like that that's like the challenge yeah wedding is just like a big treasure hunt yeah so it's so nice that you think of it that way I, I I do like stuff like um sometimes like I miss a moment with someone and I I miss I miss this moment and they could just be like a fist bump or a high five or whatever it could be right but they have a moment with someone else but I in my head I'm like I I I sort of like bank that person and I'm like I'm gonna catch them the next time they do it and hopefully it'll be a bit, bit better or a bit more elaborate or you know like that's the sort of things I do or if I notice the mums are like massive hugger and I miss a couple of things or whatever or I'm like or or I've got her hugging, but I'm like, I know I can make an epic photo because she's quite an emotional hugger or something. I just need to make sure she's in the right composition and the right light. And then sometimes I'll just wait. Like, I'll just always, like, have them in the corner of my eye. I'll just keep looking to see, are they going to fall into place and do what I want, you know? And that's like pattern recognition. Like, you really yeah. sort of, like, noticed a pattern in her behavior. And this is where people think, oh, you can see into the future. And you're like, no, I've just noticed based on like all my experience and watching that person, like I know what they're going to do next. And then that enables you to move into getting a better composition and wait for something that you kind of do know is going to happen. Yeah. 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 Cause that, that's how I see weddings. Like I see it like the matrix, like bullet time, you know, like when all the bullets are out. like, yeah. I notice, I notice it. I, I, that's it. Because everyone's just like, how, oh, how do you like, in your weddings, it's so fast paced and there's so much pressure. But in my head, I'm like, actually, no, there's like, it's, I'm very calm and like very, everything seems very slow to happen around me that I feel like I, I have created enough time and space for me to like, that's what I mean, like, find these transitional moments. Like, I'm really going to make it a mission on Tuesdays, my next wedding, make it a mission to find like two. I'm going to email you and be like, what do you think? Like, this is the track. Like, you know, apply pressure to myself to try and find these things because I do feel like I, I have time because I've created time because I understand where what's going to happen next. Like, yeah. Like seeing to the future. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a great way to like see it. So many threads to pull on a wedding and everybody will pick a different one. And then some people will just pull it a little and they'll move on. But some people are like, keep on going and just tug and tug and tug. Um, so it's just up to you to like, follow your instinct on what whatever is piquing your interest it just just milk it until you're satisfied yeah I think I described like the working out to someone recently they were asking me like how many pictures do you take and I was like oh it's usually about like 
more than your last guest, like four to five per thousand per wedding. And then I was like, but like having that ability to make images that that are going to fail, that's that's so important to creativity. And when you look at the, if you were to call backwards through the gallery, like that last image is usually the one that you want. And then all of the images that are leading up to it are like the thought process. So if it was like a handwritten maths problem, you'd have all the all the information and all the working out. And then right at the bottom, you would have the one that you want. Um, and that's kind of like my thought process where you can you can see it when I go back through my images, what I've been trying to do and then making the movements and kind of like trying to get it exactly how I want it. And then you get the moment and you're like, right, my interest in this thread has disappeared and I'm going to go search for something else to yeah. follow on. Yeah, yeah. That's such a, it's a really cool metaphor, like mouse problem. It's true though, because... I, I, like even if you call through my stuff as well like it's literally like the last or second to last image of yeah. of that piece is 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 the image i was looking for and the rest of it is just it's the same for like our pre-wedding shoots like when i do them i don't do them that often but i know that in the last like if i'm doing an hour and a half two hours i know the last 20 minutes is like literally where all the gold lies and the rest of it before that like, it's just like the the lead up to making those last like five or six images the rest is just being, you know, yeah, like that problem solving, basically, you know, just which is like, which on a pre-wedding shoot, I guess is a little bit different, but it's like getting to know the couple, talking with them, getting them relaxed and banter and shooting some images here and shooting some images there. But then when the light's dipping and everything is just like perfectly aligned, then I just like go in and solve the problem as it were. You know? good That's what, that is what like wedding photography is to me. It's a creative problem solving. So it's interesting. And it's like it's really engaging. Um, it's more. It is more than just going over and taking like the picture. It's trying to. You're doing lots of like calculations very quickly uh, that nobody sees. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's yeah. Honestly, it's a great metaphor for it. So, like, how, how long does it take you to uh, edit, like, call and edit? Then, when you're, I'm not a very good editor. I can pull quite quickly. Because I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. So I'll do that like the next, I'll try and do that like the next day. Yeah. And I'll get down to like a thousand pictures. And then out of that, I'll do the previews. And I'll do, I think we discussed, this was on the Nine Dots Spread a while ago. And we, I think we were the same that I'll do like 50. Yeah. Depending on the wedding and how many I want. And to be honest, like most of them are for, for me and for my workflow I'm like right I'll do these images and I can use these for my blog I can use them for social media I can enter them into awards I can make a story um and they go to the couple as well and they are often usually kind of like satisfied for a couple of months there's a little bit of like portrait in there there's a little bit of like the, the more creativity and then there's just kind of like a mini like a mini story of the day um and I forgot the question of what I'm trying to thought, but I'm going to continue with wherever I'm going with this. It was the, just like, how long would it take you to edit? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, and then I just like, the, it goes into like my editing schedule after that. It goes into like a a pile. Um, and then when it's time comes back round, it'll go through like a second call, which is way easier because I've already got it down to a, a thousand and I've forgotten, I've forgotten the wording. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So looking at it with fresh eyes. And then from that, I'll 
split it out into sections and I'll try and edit each section like separately so it will take me at least like I think every wedding will take me like a week to to do in total with like the cull um and the and then the preview set and then like the editing takes me the editing will take me at least three days because a because I'm finicky and also I just can't I just can't sit and focus on it for that long I just I'm such a procrastinator and find it quite tedious the editing and then I'm really like picky with like my colors I'll go back in and I'll like make my colors how I want them which is obviously like different for each picture um and venue yeah I feel like I, I could definitely streamline that side of my workflow but people seem to like my work as it is so I just, just try to do less weddings I've tried to outsource my editing too but I just can't I just couldn't get on with like someone else doing it and then I tried AI but then that comes back and I end up sort of having to go through the gallery and edit it on top of that anyway and then I think what's the like is this really making it quicker or am I doing the same amount of work but like tricking myself into thinking it's taking less time and paying for the privilege of that paying for the privilege of that so I I feel the same with AI like I I tried it it did get me out of a bind like two years ago when I had like 40 something weddings but you know and that's at a point where I really really didn't care and I just sent the galleries out by just flicking through them again in front of a mechanic but yeah AI does it decent it just makes the preset like fancier and it straightens stuff I would just wish Lightroom would build the straighten function that like imaging and stuff do but it takes me the same amount of time to edit afterwards because I still go through each image and and I still got a crop so like and I crop quite a fair bit in my images so yeah so you know so every image just gets looked at and it takes me the same amount of time I guess to so yeah so now I've just don't bother with AI I just do it myself but as my as my wedding numbers are going down this year and my prices have gone up, it's definitely become easier to sort of like accept that I'm just like, look, it takes me ages to edit. That is just part of the job. It is just the way that I work. I'm really geared up for going out and shooting. Like on a on a wedding day, I'm great, but doing all the the back end stuff is is not like my favorite part of the job. But it's that's the, that's the bit that's work for me. The rest of it's fun, fun playing. Yeah. Time. So I was just going to talk about social media actually, um, because I was like looking at your Instagram, uh, not just before this, but like yeah, I follow you and I like love your work. But then I noticed, you know, the got the old uh, blue tick. Yeah. Like, what was your reasoning? So, I, I got it too, by the way. So I'm sure we both got I, similar. But I mean, I could lie and say it was for security but it wasn't. I just decided in the end that it's the game that Instagram wants us to play. Well, I'm going to capitalize on capitalism while the waters are still muddy. Yeah. Uh, And everyone still like, I think the mental perception of it being something important will take a while to, to shift that mindset. So I was interested to see if it would create some sort of like bumping in engagement or, um, I don't know if it would make people think like, oh, this is a professional person who's taking their shit seriously. 
or yeah, whether it would make some people be like, oh, does she think she's famous now? (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, someone told me that it's good for security, but we'll have to see about that at some point. And someone else, oh my God, I noticed when you you click it, for anyone that's not got it yet, as part of the perks, it says you get access to like, exclusive stickers and I was like oh my god 11.99 a month for a few stickers what a what a con what what stickers are they I don't know know. honestly they'll be they'll be they'll be shit whatever they are yeah yeah apparently someone else was saying to me that they saw like a, a like a like a bump in engagement and I thought well I can just get rid of it if it's not good I did the same. I did it for the same sort of reasons, like to see the bump in engagement because engagement dropped off. But and also, then I had clients saying, "Oh, I've seen you being verified. That's so cool. That's so cool." And like, "Oh, thanks." But then I just started. I had a I have a copy and paste text message saying, "Oh, you know, you could pay for it." Like I felt so like embarrassed. Yeah, that I was just like, yes, I was just like, oh, you know, and because basically, most people don't know that you can pay for it. They're like generally, like eighty percent. I know of the people that follow me on Instagram or 90% even, they don't even know you can pay for it, you know? Yes. So it's like... Eventually, it'll catch up and everyone would be like, oh, everyone's got blue tick, now it's not important. Yeah. I don't really understand why they made it blue. Like, you would think that the people who were already sort of, like, like not the fakers like me and you, yeah. the people who were, like, properly verified, you yeah. think they would have been like, well, what about our blue? Like, what does this mean for us now? There's, yeah. no, there's no differentiation. You, like, oh, you're right just a grayed out tick that says like it's an official business and then the blue ticks would still be for someone kind of like notable yeah yeah does that that bit just didn't make sense to me i was like that's like a user experience problem yeah i think i don't know i'm gonna see how it goes i said i'll try it for three months but in the same time you know i've had like so many dms and people are like oh you're verified that's so good and like sending me the hand clap emojis and stuff like that. I <laughs> just like, I just, I just, I just acknowledge it now by just like pressing the heart button on now or something. But before in the beginning, I think I just sent a copy and paste of the same message saying, Oh, you know, like, yeah, I just want to see how it is, you know, yeah. for, and uh, like you get enhanced security and people have tried to like, I mean, I've had like notifications that, you know, people in like different countries or whatever keep like, you know, saying, trying to access my account. I've had like, Quite quite a few recently, so maybe it'll help for that. But you know, I've got two FA switched on, so hopefully, and my password is like crazy long. I thought you were about to give you a password, Alvin. No, 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 no. It's like, no, I use a password uh, manager, so like it's like some ridiculous amount of symbol 30 symbols and characters, you know. So, so I'm definitely not doing it for security. I don't think anyone could crack it. Uh, I, uh, I think. There was a big part of me that was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be stubborn. And then I was like, everyone, it's just, it's just the way that it's going to go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight it right now just to be, just to, just to make a point or to be stubborn. And then eventually down the line, end up getting it anyway. Yeah. We'll see. I can always untick myself. Yeah, exactly. But then they might be like, why have you been demoted? What is wrong with Chelsea's account? You might, get, might get the reverse. So you might be stuck with it now. That's what I was thinking anyway. People were like, oh, what happened to your tick? I thought you had a tick. So 
but yeah, I don't know. Is I don't really spend any money on marketing, so I'll just put it down as marketing expenses. What it is for now. Sales, it's fine. Just another subscription, like you say. I feel like it's everything. There's a subscription for everything. Yeah. TV. I'm like, oh, just can someone make TV again and just consolidate all these things into one one thing that you pay for? Like for two years, I paid for Netflix twice. I didn't even realize it was it was part of my Sky package, and I was paying for it separately, and I just didn't realize. Uh, this is why subscription model is so great because people don't realize and they're just making so much money for from nothing you know like yeah two two so i was paying 12 quid or whatever it was a month instead of like six quid it was like yeah until i realized that oh i've got i didn't realize i had netflix as part of my sky package though i was just like yeah 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 you're right about tv Uh, i mean i i have consolidated a lot of that as well but that's a different topic (laughs) (laughs) it's not for a podcast on how i've done that (laughs) so yeah just i'm just getting rid of all these like unnecessary subscriptions and stuff like that so i have i've got a new subscription though that i had to get so for my nintendo switch Uh, it's not my not my nintendo switch my daughter's nintendo switch sorry but yeah i've got a subscription so i can play my friends on mario kart yeah i looked to get that because i wanted to play um like in the lead up to the Skyward Sword to the Skyward Sword to the Tears of the Kingdom coming out. I was like, oh, I could get, could I play Ocarina of Time again on the on the thing? And they have like a bundle um, on the Nintendo store, but you have to be signed up to online. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, how are you finding her, Zelda? Uh, it's yeah. So fun. It is kind of like creative freedom. Although I must say, I'm not as creative as some of the people on. Um, I mean, I don't really use TikTok, but the joys of TikTok for Tears of the Kingdom is fantastic. Just people making absolute mad engineering shit. Are um, they? I've not, I've not, didn't even think about looking I'll, on there. I'll send you, I'll send you some. Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. Some of the really? things people are making with Ultra Hands, crazy. Oh. Yeah. But no, it's really, really good. It's nice. It's nice to like zone out and to be, yeah, on that and exploring and kind of be like a, a rewarded every time you get distracted by something you go and you go and like investigate it it's kind of like a wedding yeah <laughs> you're like what's that that looks interesting and you go over and explore it and then you just go completely somewhere that you didn't think you were intending to go yeah I, lo- I love that game I've I literally had to like lock it away in a cupboard though because it's distracting like now it's peak season I've got I've got a fair bit of wedding stuff to be doing um rather than like playing zelda i wish it came out in january like yeah. would have been like incredible for three months just to be on that but it's it's it is a nice break like i'm going to take it with me and it, i really did buy this for my daughter the switch but you know i'm in my head i'm like i'm buying the case and then when i do my destination weddings i'm just going to take it with me as well yeah lou bought it for the for the ship um but then when that came out, I was like, you're not taking it, are you, this time? I was like, you're going to leave it for me. So, yeah, I've got I've got it now. And he's never taking it back to the ship again. I'll have to get a whole new, I'll have to get a whole new switch. <laughs> awesome. Mate, like, Chelsea, it's been so good to have you on this podcast and chatting to you, you know. Like, yeah, yeah it's been uh, it's been good. Uh, you've definitely inspired me to um, try some transition shots. That's what, that's what this podcast is about, like, trying to find us. You know, like when you've been doing it for like so long, um, or I feel like I've been doing it for a while now, like, well, I think it's nine years. I don't know if it's my 10th year or not. I really have to like check. Um, but I've 
yeah, I need to, I've become like that cookie cutterish almost. Like even though my clients keep thinking it's original work in my head, I'm not, I'm not going beyond what I could be doing. And I think like, yeah, and uh, listening to you and on this podcast has inspired me to like find other things now to take photos of. So I'm, yes. ho- I'm hoping there'll be one old lady with a camera that I can just follow around and create a whole story out of her, <laughs> get a gift from the wedding gods. But yeah. no, 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 no. It's been, yeah, really inspiring and refreshing to like hear your take on weddings. Nice. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.